For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 157 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And we're back. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry about the delay in programming. Uh, God, I was, I was pretty busy. Jesse and I uh, went to Texas for the weekend last weekend, and time just got away from me, guys. I did not end up having time to finish up all my work get packed up and get in bed in time to get up at like 5 a.m. to drive to Texas. So apologies, totally my fault. We'll try to make it up for you guys this week. Uh, how you been, buddy? Been good. Been good. Just fighting this <coughs> hot, hot summer. Jesus Christ. It feels like the last two weeks. Like it's it's hot. We live in the South, right? It's hot. Right. But it feels like the last two weeks specifically have really amped up the heat and the humidity. And dude, it was hot as balls in Texas. Um, yeah, the, right now the middle of the country is experiencing a heat wave, and Texas being one of them. Today the temperature in Texas was 105. Um, and June was the third hottest June on record for planet Earth. Oh my lord. Dude, it, um, it was rough. Like, we got in the car at one point when we came out of the hotel, and, you know, it was fairly early in the morning, like maybe 10 or something, yeah. and the temperature said 101. Yeah. It was brutal. Uh, we we had quite the interesting um, trip to Texas. You want to hear about it? I do. Tell me. So, uh, the whole purpose of going to Texas, obviously, is to... Um, Fam. Yeah, visit with Jesse's family. <clears throat> and it's been a couple of years since I've been able to go with Jesse. She's gone a couple of times without me with one of her sisters and stuff. So we decided to go, plus her youngest sister, Sam, uh, was pregnant, right? So we wanted to see her. Right. And it was her birthday on Sunday the 15th. So we figured, ah, oh, this is pretty much the perfect opportunity, perfect timing. Let's Let's go then. So we go. And we're hanging out with the family and everything. Plan on getting up early Monday morning and coming back. Well, Sunday night we're hanging out with her sisters and her mom and stuff. And I keep joking like, you know what's going to happen? We're going to 
pull into our driveway in Birmingham and we're going to get a text that Sam has gone into labor. Because while we were there, <clears throat> she was like a week and a half away from her due date. A week, week and a half, right? Right. And everybody's like, ha, 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 no, you're silly. Well, we go to the hotel that night, get in bed, and right before we fall asleep, guess what text we get? Sam's gone into labor. Sam's water broke. She's going to the hospital. So Jesse's on the phone and she's like, do we come up there now? Do we need to wait? And everybody's like, no, wait, just, you know, make, don't rush up here now. You know, just because her water broke doesn't mean the baby's here immediately. Right. You might just be sitting in the hospital. Right. So we get up the next morning. Sam still hasn't had the baby. We head over to the hospital and we get there probably about eight or nine in the morning. We're hanging out with Sam and her sisters are there and um, his family is there. Lots of people waiting on this baby to show up, right? Right. And I'm like, hey, this is a small um, hospital room. I'm going to go hang out in the uh, waiting room, you know? Yeah. A little quiet time. Yeah. Watch some, watch some videos. Little. Yeah. Play around on the chill. Switch. Chill. And plus, like I said, it's a small room. So, like, her sisters and their family are all, like, sort of cycling in and out on shifts and stuff. Yeah. Long story short, Sam doesn't end up having the baby until 5 o'clock that evening. Ooh. And we have a 10-hour drive ahead of us. Ooh. Ooh is right. But thankfully, Sam's great. The baby's great. Uh, we got to see the baby, so that's good, you know. It is good. Get in the car around 6 and start driving back to fucking Alabama, dude. And, buddy, nice. I'm trying to tell you one of the worst drives of my entire life. Just from a physical <clears throat> stamina standpoint. Because, <clears throat> you know, didn't really sleep well all weekend because it's a hotel. And it was a really nice hotel, but even still, it's a little different than sleeping in your own bed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Plus a lot of running around, seeing family and stuff. And... uh <clears throat> I don't know, about 1 o'clock in the morning, we are in just outside of Magnolia, Arkansas, a.k.a. Okay. the middle of fucking nowhere. Right. And we blow a tire. Oh, <gasps> no. Backwoods, no light. I'm talking, looks like Jason Voorhees could come out, out of the woods any minute now. Seeing deer constantly on the drive, Right. Right. So we get my ass out of the car. Jesse gets out. We start trying to jack up the car. Thankfully, someone, some a good Samaritan, this dude and his wife and his son, see us working on the car and pull over and help us get a change. But, you know, it's never a good time to blow a tire. Uh, blowing a tire at 1 in the morning when you've still got six hours of a drive ahead of you and you yeah. just want to get home and get to sleep, extra not good time. Oh shit! Did you pull over on the? I mean, did you like just nap on the side of the road for a minute? Mm-mm. So Jesse and I took shifts. She started off driving, and the idea was for me to maybe catch a nap in the car. Um, and we figured we'll just split the trip up five and five, right? Dude, I don't know what it is. I can't sleep in the car. Like I know, basically everybody else I know is a pro at taking a nap in the car. Kick the seat back. Yeah. Fucking snooze off. Dude, I can't. My anxiety of being in a car is too much for me to take a nap. So I sat there and we listened to podcasts and all that good stuff. Stopped and had dinner and all that. But yeah, I did not get any sleep. And dude, around 
six in the morning when the sun when the, the sun started to break. Yeah, sun started to rise. Buddy, I was tired. Oh, oh my god the the last two hours of the trip we ended up getting home at like eight o'clock in the morning, and those last two hours between like Columbus and Birmingham, yeah, rough. I can imagine rough. I was like, I poured water on my head at one point. Like I, uh, I put a ice cube down my shirt. I was just trying to stay awake. Yep. <clears throat> but you want to talk about a hard passing out? The passing out I did when we got home. Legendary. It's like being dead. It was. Um, it's like waking up from a thousand year slumber once you wake up and you're like, what decade is it? Yep. And and then I woke up. So, you know, we get home 8 o'clock on Tuesday. By 1 o'clock Tuesday afternoon, I'm working. And so it's just been nonstop work since then. Really looking forward to um, the weekend, this weekend, to say the least. I can imagine. <clears throat> but when, um, uh, Do you know what happened to your tire? Did you hit something? So I'm not quite sure. When I say it was a blowout, it was a blowout. This thing looked like Freddy Krueger got a hold of it. Um, so either the tire was old right. or it was overfilled with air, one or the other? So I don't think it was overfilled with air because we have those tire gauge sensors in the car that let you know if it's too much or too little air. Um, granted, that thing never went off. Um my theory is we were driving through Texarkana, right? Yeah. On the on the highway, and an eighteen wheeler in front of us blew a tire, like you know, thirty car lengths ahead of ahead of us. Yeah. And we weren't able to completely swerve and miss like the shit, like the the tire remnants that because when one of those things blow a tire, that shit goes everywhere. Right. So my theory it's is it's that, like a, a rubber grenade. Yeah. My theory is that maybe when we ran over that something fucked up our tire. Cause it wasn't too terribly much longer after that, that our tire blew. It was only was, maybe two or three hours. I wonder if the heat had something to do with it too. Maybe you know, because, and the asphalt especially holds heat for a while after, after the max, you know, sun goes down. Yeah. I don't know, dude, but it was, uh, and dude, we could not pull over. Like it's very like, this isn't a highway we are on. Uh, our GPS took us the extreme scenic route, and right. we are in the middle like of the nowhere. trace. Is what it sounds. It sounds like the Natchez. Trace. Yeah, very similar. We drove the Natchez Trace to Texas, but it was full daylight on a Saturday. Beautiful weather. It was awesome. I highly recommend driving the Natchez Trace. Yeah, wherever you got we were. To be. Yeah, you can't push it over fifty fifty five. Uh, wherever we were was not the Natchez Trace. No yeah. shoulder to speak of. So we pulled over as far as we could. And, dude, like, 18-wheelers are whipping by us and shit. Wow. It was terrifying. Damn. I can only imagine. Yeah. That sounds awful. So, uh... I've, I've had a trip like that in my life. Only one. I drove... I helped drive to and from Michigan one time when I was in high school. And that last... Those last two hours, we were driving through the night, and I had that last leg, and I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. But then, like... It's where your eyes start to defocus and you have to force your vision to like stay because it takes all your concentration to stay focused, like to make your eyes focus and concentrate. Yep. 
and that whole like self-hypnotic thing where you start to highway hypnosis or whatever they yeah. call it. <clears throat> yep. That it was real. Cause I would be start to veer, you know, I'd hit the bumps like bump, 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 bump. And then I'd veer, you know, get back in and I wasn't necessarily falling asleep at the wheel, but I was, my consciousness was coming a little unglued, you know, you, yeah. you know, exactly. I know exactly what you mean, dude. Like when I was in, uh, towards the end of high school and throughout college, I used to make ridiculous, road trips for concerts all yeah. the time for shows <clears throat> and you know it would be a fairly easy drive like four hours to atlanta but then i would go to the concert uh you know with whatever friends i was going with we'd stop and eat afterwards and then drive back to columbus so another four hours talking you know getting home at five or six in the morning yeah, I would do that regularly. Six hour well, drive. Yeah, six hour drive one way to Bozier City for a concert. Six hour drive back the same night. I would do that shit all the time. And dude, it would be rough. I would have the same thing going on. It's just been forever since I've had one of those crazy road overnight road trips like that. Yeah, well, I mean, and your body's not what it was when you were in your twenties. Oh, for sure, for sure. And mine certainly not. Oh, fuck. Um, but. I guess I'll just have to chalk it up to a little training for celebration next year in the overnight line for the episode nine panel. You're going to have to learn how to sleep in line. Uh, I think, um, I think I might actually be able to pull it off this time. Now that I've had the experience of being in one of those lines. Yeah. I think I know what I need to take. I've actually already been looking at supplies on Amazon. So I think we'll be a little more, better equipped and be able to maybe catch a, a little bit of sleep at least because i'm telling you dude when after we got our wristbands for the last jedi panel and we were waiting in line uh because you wait in line i don't know that it'll necessarily be this way for chicago but we had to wait in line overnight to get wristbands to get in panel and then you had to then transfer to a different line to get into the panel and they gave wristbands out at like 6 a.m you know, the panel started at nine or 10 or whatever. Right. <clears throat> Those, the, the weight after the wristbands, like I was trying to sleep sitting up. I was like wrapping myself around our pillows and blankets. We, I, I dude, I just, I couldn't figure it out. Like sleeping in my chair is damn near an impossibility. It is not right. meant for sleeping, but I think with the, there is no reclining action. No, I think with the right supplies and stuff, Dude, I'd get like a personal sleeping bag tent, you know, like where that's just as big as you are with a little canopy over it to shut everybody out. Dude, I'd be out. I think that might be a little too much to take into one of those lines. Now, like Randy had a, a, a sleeping bag in line and dude, he zipped himself up and he was like in a little Randy cocoon. Like I had to wake him up at 6 a.m. when they started giving out the wristbands. I had to be like, hey, Randy. Hey, Randy, they're giving out wristbands, buddy. Um, but I don't know. There, there were some people set up in line, for sure. Air mattresses, all kinds Air of stuff. Wow. <clears throat> but speaking of Star Wars and Star Wars Celebration, we have a lot of kick-ass Star Wars stuff to talk about. In fact, I'm pretty fucking stoked that we've got so much to talk about. Well, so Comic-Con. Fuck am I. Yeah, Comic-Con is in full fucking swing. Lots of cool announcements. Before we get to all those, let me give you guys a spot of business. 
You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. You can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. We have a tea Public store where you can buy shirts and mugs and prints and throw pillows and all kinds of shit. Stickers. What the fuck ever. Um, tpublic.com slash user slash Blue Harvest Podcast. And we are a very excited to be part of the Making Star Wars a Podcast Network, the best damn ass podcast network in the entire galaxy. Uh, a network that includes such amazing shows as Now This Is Podcasting, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, The Sith List, Rogue One, Podcast 2187, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Cantina Cast, Idiots Array, and First Order Transmissions. Uh, we have a live show coming up. I know I mentioned it once before and haven't talked about it a whole lot, but next Saturday, July 28th, we will be participating in the Hoover Sci-Fi and Fantasy Festival in Hoover, Alabama, right next to Birmingham. Uh, as of right now, it looks like from Saturday afternoon, we have two things we're doing. We're doing a podcasting 101 panel and then a live Blue Harvest. And uh, <clears throat> I believe, if everything works out correctly, Jesse will be helping me stream both of those to our Twitch channel. So, you know, obviously I know, you know, uh, 98% of our listeners don't live within traveling distance to the show. So, uh, you won't be able to check it out, but you can watch it on Twitch and, uh, Twitch and, uh, hopefully everything technically will work out and we will be able to record the shows and we'll put those up as episodes on our feed. So if everything works well, next weekend should be a double or triple episode blue harvest weekend. Give you guys a little extra content content palooza uh, to make up for the fact that we missed last week and one last thing uh do you remember uh buddy uh aaron eddie and bonnie that we met at uh steel show at the cantina yes they started their own star wars podcast right on yeah they put out their first episode this week i checked it out they're off to a good start i thoroughly enjoyed it um, you need to check them out, though. They are the Bucketheads Podcast. The Bucketheads Podcast. This is the, the Bucketheads Podcast. Now, this is the thing. I think there's another The Bucketheads Podcast. Is it Star Wars related or is it a Buckethead Podcast? Like the guy. <laughs> uh, I think they're both Star Wars related. That would be okay. awesome if it was a solely Buckethead but okay, so the bucket heads put a space between bucket and heads podcast, and they should pop up. They've got a very Mandalorian inspired uh, cover art that's like maroon Sweet. and green and beige, and it's got like a boba helmet and a microphone. Anyways, check them out. <clears throat> Tell them Blue Harvest sent you. They're good folks. So that's it for our uh, business this week. Okay, so. Uh, uh man san diego comic-con happening now it's it's in the thick of things san diego comic-con and um the star wars news is a flowing uh 
some exciting stuff. A lot of our friends, Steele, Jason, Corey, Randy, uh, all those fucking kick-ass folks are there enjoying San Diego and the Comic-Con activities. Uh, if you want to hear some really excellent coverage, uh, you should really be a Patreon for either Steel or Making Star Wars. They've got some really funny stuff. I love when they do their like wrap-up podcast of each days of these big conventions. So much fun. A lot of laughs. Corey is a fucking gem. Oh my God, do I love some Cornelius Van Dyke. Um, but check it out. <clears throat> I saw him standing in front of a picture of uh, JFK. Yes, and, and Jason that, was like, he really thought this was Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, literally thinks it's Anthony Bourdain, yeah. I thought that was hilarious. I, I love that kid. I can't help it. To me... Not he, in a bad way, like making fun of him. No. Like, I, can, I can see why you would think that that was Anthony Bourdain, especially a young kid, you know, that doesn't... I'm just, I'm just saying, like, to me, Corey has ushered in a new golden age for their podcast. Like they are a top tier a plus 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 podcast that just hit legendary status with the addition of Corey. I mean, it's like a, a crucial member of the entourage. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, well, why don't we just cover the biggest one first? I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan that's invested in Star Wars enough to listen to podcasts, you probably know what we're about to talk about. But the motherfucking Clone Wars is coming back. Yeah, it is. I, what was it, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, when we were talking about how they announced um, the 10th year anniversary panel for Clone Wars at Comic-Con? And we yeah. were like, oh, I don't know. You know, they'll probably show some clips and just talk about it. Maybe they'll announce a book or a comic or something. Yeah. There's no way the show's coming back. Right. That came right out of left field. Blew everybody's mind. Blew my mind. Yeah, I know. Um, I didn't know if they were going to reboot it or if they were going to finish it, you know. but Yeah, so I've never been. Well, it's one of the times I'm, I'm super happy to be wrong is this. I wouldn't say I've never been more happy to be wrong. There was this one time that I thought I had kidney cancer. <laughs> I oh, was yeah. happy to be wrong about that. Yeah, happy you're wrong about that. Anyways, um, yeah, it was it was super surprising. I got home from work on Thursday and was just sort of looking through Twitter, and it was in the midst of the panel, and I see people you know that are live tweeting it and stuff. And I'm like, oh, it seems like it's cool. It seems like it's basically what what I expected it to be. Um, and then like people started going ape shit. Clone Wars is coming back. Clone Wars is coming back. And sure enough. So apparently this is what uh, the deal is. It's going to be on Disney streaming service. So this is the second piece of star Wars content that we know now is being included on that service. We've got John Favreau's uh, live action show. And now we've got the final season of Clone Wars, which is going to be 12 episodes, and it's going to be on that streaming service. And from what we know on the panel, it's going to include the Siege of Mandalore. The Siege of Mandalore is this thing that we've sort of gotten bits and pieces of information about in post-Clone Wars cancellation panels about Clone Wars. So... You know, 12 episodes, 
to me, from what I understand, the seasons that they didn't get to finish were a lot of like three and four episode arcs, which, you know, Clone Wars was known to do, but every now and then they'd throw in just like a one-off episode or like a two-episode arc. Uh, to me, this sounds like we're probably getting three arcs, three different story arcs, and the final one will be the Siege of Mandalore. Right on. Um, the Siege of Mandalore is interesting because we've heard a little bit about it in the Ahsoka book where she talks about b- battling Darth Maul. This is in the fallout of Maul taking over Mandalore. And it's right. basically Ahsoka trying to free Mandalore. And we actually know a fair little bit about it. We know that Obi-Wan and Anakin show up and they can't participate because they get called back to Coruscant because the shit is going down from the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. So this literally re- leads right into Revenge of the Sith. Um, but Anakin leaves behind like half of his clone battalion and they get all fucking decked out in Ahsoka's markings and color schemes. The, yeah. the poster that they put out for the new season of Clone Wars actually shows like Rex's helmet with the orange paint scheme and stuff. Clearly yeah. that's still going to happen. Um, did you, did you get a chance to check out the trailer? I did. I saw it. The one thing, um, they look great. You know, Anakin and Obi Wan look have the ex- you know have the yeah. costumes on that they start with in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, they so definitely. You're like, oh shit, this is gonna start right there. Yeah, I thought that was cool because they moved them forward. Like they don't, yeah. and you know, Clone Wars was good about changing up the character models. Like yeah. as the series, like Ahsoka looked visibly older as the series went on, and right. and things like that. So it was really cool to see Obi Wan in the robe and Anakin in his same getup and stuff. I thought yeah. that was really cool. I thought so too. The one another thing that stuck out was the Commander Cody. I guess Commander Cody is one of the contingent that is left. No, Commander Cody definitely stays with Obi Wan because remember he's on. Um, is it Utapau? Is that what yeah? He's on Utapau when he goes to track down Grievous. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think Anakin leaves Rex and his battalion. From okay. his personal... Well, the whole like, audio in there was like Cody telling them that he's their boss now or some. I kind of think some of that was from previous episodes of Clone Wars. I, okay. I can't... Oh, okay. Like, you know, when then. it's like zooming down the battlefield and you see all the helmets and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool, cool fucking shot and intro yeah. to that trailer, though. See all the different kinds of helmets, too. Um, But yeah, I, I, it's nice that we're going to get uh, an end to Clone Wars. Cause Resolution. It, well, yeah, it was always a shame that, and the thing is, is we're definitely not getting every episode that was in the works because, as from what I understand, they had like season seven and eight stuff in the works. Hmm. So, but I think we'll probably get the most pertinent and important arcs that were left over. Um, you don't think you'll get whatever they had left? No, no, because from what I understand, this is like. Like combination we, of the two, we've seen uh, episodes that were unfinished at panels and stuff, and they're not. They like they're in real stiff early animation, animatic style and stuff. Nice, nice. you see. I I think if they were working on season seven and eight, there would be more than twelve episodes. Okay, you know, who knows? Because we know like the stuff we got in the Lost Missions that season six that they put out on Netflix. We know that was not 
all that they had working for season six as well. And we know, like, according to Kyle Newman from the live show at the Cantina with Steel, the solo reaction show, he mentions that there was an episode of Clone Wars where, um, fuck, how come I can't think of her name? Uh, she's the female bounty hunter from the Phantom Menace. Ara Singh. Ara Singh. Uh, we know that he mentioned that there was an episode where she died. Uh, mm. Unless they plan on going back and retroactively adding Beckett, I don't think we're going to be getting that because I think the, the canon on that has changed. I see. Um, From the time they were producing the show to Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, our buddy King Tom was bringing up some interesting things on Twitter today, like in a post clone wars world where we've been introduced to new characters and concepts like chopper, um, uh, Cassian, uh, Kanan, Caleb doom. Will we see any of those elements in clone wars? And personally, I don't think we will just because I don't think they're, I don't think the purpose of this is like writing new episodes. I think they're finishing episodes that were already written and conceptualized. So I don't really think they'll be going in and adding things like a chopper appearance or Beckett or can, you know, any of these characters that we've been introduced to that would have been around during the Clone Wars. The Mandalorian that Ahsoka was standing next to is just a Mandalorian, right? That's That's Bo-Katan. Okay. All right. Bo-Katan was uh, Duchess Satine, the Duchess of Mandalore's sister. Right. Okay. She played a big role in the Mandalorian stuff that went down in the Clone Wars. I see. And you know me. You know I love a goddamn Mandalorian, so I am stoked for this. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't love a Mandalorian? We, get to, we might get to see a pretty kick-ass Ahsoka versus Maul um, fight. We might get to see... There's a lot of stuff that's been sort of established. You know our buddy Sal is really hoping that one of the story arcs is uh, Dark Disciple, which is uh, that book that came out, the Quinlan Voss Asajj Ventress book, which basically covers... I mean, spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't read the book, it it covers Asajj Ventress's death. Um, Okay. Which... Obviously, that seems like a pretty important story moment for the Clone Wars as a whole, considering yeah. what a role Asajj played. I just wonder if they would bother doing that one because it's already been done as a book. But I, I want like it. I'm going to go back to what you said. It really depends on what animation they had done at the time. Like, So I'm here to tell you that animation you saw in the trailer with yeah. Anakin, that was not done before they canceled. Okay. Because I think that was probably further out. I think they, you know, maybe some animatics, but they are finishing this. Dave Filoni said the early stuff he's seen, he's really liked, which leads me to think, it's not like they just like, oh, we've got this stuff in the can. I think if the Siege of Mandalore, like probably one of the most important storylines, especially from a resolution and ending standpoint, standpoint from Clone Wars, I think that if that was done, to that capacity, we would have had it with that Lost Missions set that they put out on Netflix. So, yeah, I, I don't think... I, I think they're actually like starting it back up and, and doing the animation and stuff, but I just don't think they're doing that for everything. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's exciting. I can't wait. It, I mean, 
you know, I was all in on the Disney service anyway. There's going to be original Star Wars content on it. This just is like cherry on top. More Clone Wars, the end of Clone Wars. Mm, fucking exciting. Never saw it coming. No. You know who is super excited? Is, who is, is our buddy Corey. Corey loves the fucking Clone Wars. Clone Wars is, is like really? Corey's jam. And so like, it's real funny, like the night after the first night of Comic-Con, they recorded together and like everybody's just like trying to brace Corey for disappointment. They're like, dude, don't get too excited. Like, what are the realities of them bringing Clone Wars back? And he's like, I know, I know, but it'd be cool though. And like, so everybody's just trying to temper his expectations. And then sure enough, they're bringing back fucking Clone Wars. Oh, wow. And none of them knew ahead of time, I imagine. Uh, I mean, it sure didn't seem like it. Right. I mean, you know, I know Jason's got them super special sources and stuff, so would it surprise cool me if cat. he did? No, but, like, um, I, I don't know. As far as I know, I don't know. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, Clone Wars is coming back. I couldn't be more excited about it. Um. Dude, we got to jump back on uh, Battlefront when the Clone Wars content starts hitting. All right. It's been a while since we've played some Battlefront. I would like to get get down some weekend on some. Absolutely. It's not for not liking it. Well, I know. You're just balls deep in PUBG. I see it. I see you I mean, on there. It's just the most compelling at the moment. You know, it's not like... Oh, I'm not hating on... Hey, dude, enjoy what you want. I enjoy PUBG too. I haven't played it in forever just because like I feel like everyone stopped playing it. I keep you know, feeling like eventually my my crazy onslaught of work is gonna break up and I'm gonna have a little more free time, but it's going the opposite. I have less and less free time where I literally work from the moment I wake up until I go to bed during the week and yeah. then I have two days to try and do anything around the house I wanna do. Uh, if Jesse and I want to go out to eat, we got to do it on the weekend. Uh, fucking, maybe we want to go see a movie. We're going to go see Ant-Man and the Wasp tomorrow. Um, and then just cool. those two days go by quick. They do. Um, oh, you know what I did pick up a couple of weekends ago, the weekend before we went? This is something you'll have to check out when you come into town. Oh, oh, what? I got a PSVR. Oh, awesome. Dude, it is so fucking neat uh and you know i know of the three sort of major vr systems the oculus the vive the psvr the psvr is the lower end one but it, dude it's still really cool um i have a game called eve valkyrie that's like a multiplayer game where you're flying around in spaceships dog fighting against yeah. other people crazy i got the rick and morty vr game so Ooh, much fun. Cool. So fun. Like, you put that thing on and you're like, oh shit, I'm in their house. I'm in the garage. I'm hanging out with Meeseeks. You got to try it out when you come in town. Dude. I'm, well, I can't wait. That's going to be awesome. I have a funny PUBG story for you if you want to hear it. Absolutely. Um, I'd almost slipped my mind, but I'm glad that it didn't. So I'm playing a game. With, I'm, we're in a three-man squad. I'm with my good buddies, Andy and John, who are both really nice guys and really good at PUBG. We get a little bit separated. One of them uh, encounters a squad, goes down. The other guy fights it out. He goes down, too. They both get finished off. And then me being the furthest away from the fray, I trek it over there. 
being like, all right, I'm going to get, I'm going to get some vengeance if I can. And, you know, probably die in the process. We'll start another one. Um, so I go over there. I, I narrow in on them, super ninja predator. Like I'm stalking these two guys and they go up in this one house and I run up in there and one of the guys pulled this move from out. So he went outside and then came back in towards me and I had the, excuse me, double barrel shotgun. I just hit him in the face with a double barrel shotgun. He goes down. I hear his buddy moving upstairs. So I rush outside, use the second shot in the barrel to off this guy while he's down and then uh, turn around and pull out my other weapon, which was something dinky. I think it was a vector without the extended mag. And then I just, I couldn't kill his buddy, but uh, that was all pretty boring. But the funny thing is, is that after we got done with that match, I got hate mail from the kid that I, killed right isn't that the fucking sweetest most it's so, mm. i was so Chef blown kiss. away <sighs> because that's never happened you know oh like, you've never had that happen i've never i mean i've played pub i've played millions of matches of PUBG and never had anyone be so butthurt that they had to message me and tell me how awful i was what did he okay, say here's what he, he said uh dude there's a okay noob there's a time and a place to finish down and that wasn't it you need to uninstall PUBG and go play Fortnite. you'll fit in better over there congratulations getting beasted by a two-man and i just was cracking up okay like i wasn't even mad it didn't make me mad it just made me i was like what the hell is going on right now so i wrote him back i was like and I was totally flaming him. Like I was, I was trolling him at this point. I was trying to make him more pissed off than he was. Uh, I told him that I clearly got beasted by a two man cause I killed him. And, uh, the time to kill somebody is as soon as you down them. And the place to kill them is wherever you down them. And I'm not sure what etiquette he was talking about, but I, you know, I, I'm sorry you're mad cause I bested you. And he just was got so mad. He was like, "Oh, you plebe! You just need to uninstall the game." Blah, blah, blah. At that, you know, oh it devolved at that point because I had I had already salted his wound, and I didn't have. The only thing I said back to him was like, "Dude, you're killing me!" Like, and a little emoji face with the tears laughing. Like, um. uh, 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 uh. oh man, dude! I used to get so. I don't know if it's because I don't play as many online competitive games as I used to. But back in the Xbox 360 days, I used to get fucking salty yeah. messages. And yeah. I don't know if they don't let you do it on Xbox One anymore, but back on the 360, you could record a voice message and send it yeah. to someone. Yeah, and you still can. Dude, I would get the saltiest voice messages, specifically in Halo 3 and in, what was another one? Maybe like Gears of War 2 or something? Gears of War 3. I would get such salty fucking messages yeah. it, i don't know it's got to be children like it's got to oh. be young well, it's, adults it's it's children and man children yeah like for you to be so butthurt over that is really funny it's comical like dude that's it's a survival game someone is gonna throw a wrench into your plant someone's gonna get your goose eventually like Dude, you um, just, you're gonna get taken advantage. It just happens. Like it's the game. Steve yeah. and I used to play a heroic amount of Halo Three. Like once or twice a week, we would go over to each other's house, even though we could just do this on Xbox Live, and we would hang out and play Halo, like switch off playing Halo Three, right? Right. Oh yeah, it's much more fun in person. And this one time, he was over at at our house, 
and we were playing Halo 3, and I was playing against this dude whose name was straight out of Compton, right? And I'll admit I was being a little trolly myself, and I killed this dude, I don't know, 20 something times <laughs> I it one of my longest ever he, halo streaks where I got right. like a 12 or 13 kill streak yeah uh, I had the sword twice in a row like I used up the oh sword ran and got the sword again and dude I was just one of my best halo matches ever well, I mean, that's halo halo is power weapons who most who the power weapon most of my kills weapons. were this guy against this guy named straight out of compton and every time i killed him i would yell obnoxiously into the mic straight out of compton <laughs> over and over and over oh, and like steve's oh. cracking and cracking up so it's like pushing me to do it even more and more yeah. over the top the dude yeah. gets salty and sends me a message and is like, you couldn't beat me in one-on-one V1 with nothing but swords. Like, challenges me. So I right. pick up the fucking gauntlet. And it, he, he sets up this crazy game. Uh, the only weapons on the map are swords. And it's 250. Like, 250 kills, right? Yeah. To win. Final score was like 15 to 50. I annihilated straight out of Compton. Have never had a more efficient and better performance with the sword in Halo ever. And around me getting like kill 20, 25, things got real quiet. Because he was talking shit the whole time. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. And he got real quiet and then blocked me on Xbox after the game. <laughs> I used to have clip like you know on Halo 3 how you could save clips yeah. into your gallery and stuff. I used to have saved clips of me annihilating straight straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton. <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious. I, I wonder if those still exist somewhere. I'm sure they do in the cloud. In the cloud. All right. So we talked about Clone Wars. We're stoked for Clone Wars. Can't see. You know who they need in an episode? Kiati Mundi. <laughs> Somebody yes, do. Somebody get Before a messenger. You off him, <laughs> so give me some Kiati Mundi. Somebody fucking get a messenger pigeon. The goddamn uh, Dave Filoni. It's time for Kiati to ride the lightning. All right. Um, what is next? All right. Uh, Solo has a release date for Blu-ray and uh, digital. Uh, it's going to come out. September 14th digitally and September 25th on Blu-ray, 4K, DVD, Miss Jackson if you're nasty. Um, so there's there's going to be uh, you know plenty of opportunities. I'm stoked. I can't wait to have it at home. It is far out of the theaters around me, so I can't really go see it anymore. Um, but can't wait to uh, dive in and check it out try it out i think those sales are gonna be more impressive than people think they are i think so too i think so too um they listed i don't i don't have a list of all the special features and shit in front of me but they listed them and you know there's no director's commentary from what i saw there is some deleted scenes which i'll be ex excited to check out but if i had to guess the special features on this one because of the turbulent production going to be pretty be light limited yeah probably fall somewhat in line with rogue one which excuse me had similar issues behind the scenes so um what else cool 
San Diego Comic-Con news today. Oh, so the Star Wars publishing panel was today. And they announced some cool stuff. There's two books that I'm actually pretty stoked on. Uh, the first one is um, called Queen's Shadow. It's written by E.K. Johnston, who wrote the Ahsoka book. And it's set in between episode one and two and deals with uh, Padme's transition from Queen of Naboo to Senator of Naboo. I think that could be pretty interesting. I, I think it's time. palace intrigue. Yeah, I, I think it's time that Padme got a little, uh, got a little love and stuff. It is time because it's know. been a while, and and yeah. there, that's to me the uh, the period between episode one and two is pretty significantly unexplored. Like there was that Anakin and Obi Wan comic, which was really good, um, and I can't really think of too much else in the current canon. Well, it's that... like, it's still Padme's badass period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's exciting. The other one they announced is, um, a Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon book, Master and Apprentice, written by Claudia Gray, my personal favorite of the newer Star Wars authors. She did Lost Stars, excellent bloodline my favorite leia princess of princess of alderaan also excellent and now she's doing a qui-gon and obi-wan book sign me up i can't wait for that <clears throat> and to me that that's uh that's gotta well i mean that has to be pre the phantom menace i mean it has to be yeah so that's real exciting i can't wait for that you know me i'm gonna probably read that book mm-hmm. because my favorite Jedi is Obi-Wan Kenobi, and my second favorite Jedi is Qui-Gon Jinn. Have you ever done an audiobook, like from Audible or anything? I haven't. I've you... listened to audiobooks before, back on like CD and stuff. I should give you my login stuff for Audible and see, like, let you check it out and see if there's one. Because I've got a bunch of Star Wars audiobooks. Um, let you check one out. They're a lot of fun. They do, like, the music and different voices sound and sound effects and stuff yeah it's a good time hmm. uh i i like them because i can listen to them while i'm at work and like i don't have as much time to just sit down and focus on reading a book as i used to like if it i can does. combine that with something else like while i work it's really handy i'm scared the written words going the way of the dodo yeah i mean i i like reading i enjoy reading it's just a matter of time dude like time management and available time you know You want to talk about some toys? Yeah, let's talk about some toys. You oh, know the Disney news, maybe not so much fun. We'll say this, and then we'll bring it back to toys. Toys will be the palate cleanser. Um, do you know about bad Disney news as of today? Oh, the James Gunn thing? Yeah, James Gunn being fired from Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yeah, I, I haven't had a chance to really sit down and, and read the story more than just sort of a surface-level tweet and a couple well, of quick articles. I read the I read into it. And, oh, okay. Uh, he made some he made back in t- 2010 and 2011. He was very his humor was very provocative and right. trying to get a rise out of people. I and so I read some of the tweets and like yeah. look, even I was like and I'm a fan of like comedy and like dark comedy and stuff. Even I read a couple of them and I was like, whoa, that you like, I like, it made sense to me why some of them would upset people is it's, what I'm it's, saying. 
it's like let this be a lesson to everyone that uses social media as a mask to get away with saying hateful things i mean it can destroy your career you know you can say things that you can't take back because on the internet everything is recorded yep you know it's a history of who you are and what you say so if you have opinions that are offensive be prepared to suffer the backlash because right. you know you got to be responsible for what you say on this medium <clears throat> yeah i mean i don't know man i reading further into it it's like Apparently, the person that raised the stink about it is also like a hardcore alt writer. Yeah, and I was reading about that too, and like they they're, they're got pissed, purposefully trying to get at him. Right, got pissed because he's anti-Trump and would treat right, and so they were like, "Well, we're going to take him down a peg." Which like, they did. They were successful. It sucks because such a shit bag was successful. You know what I'm saying? It's like seeing yeah. it's like seeing the Clone Wars start. Like, oh shit, evil really did un- prevail. And it's it's really unfortunate because you know a lot of young people have some radical ideas and radical humor that isn't necessarily funny or appropriate or but really in good taste once you get older. The thing I'll say, and once again, I have not. And like I haven't really dug in and researched and read up on it because I've been working all day and like like I said I just sort of got a surface level understanding of it. The thing that's interesting to me is I would think Marvel was aware, Marvel slash Disney was aware of his social media presence before hiring him. Also, you're talking about a guy who got his start making a trauma movie. Tromeo and Juliet. No. His first no. movie was Tromeo and Juliet. Okay. Which I don't know if you've ever seen a trauma movie. I uh, have seen parts of a trauma movie. I can't sit through a whole one. But... Me, neither can I. And and like they are shock value movies. Like that's yeah. what they that's their bread and butter. And Tromeo and Juliet, this dude has like a dick monster. He pulls right. down his pants and he's got like an eight foot monster dick with like gnashing teeth and shit at the end like so if you know like clearly they know his previous work and stuff so that's it just seems a little weird to me that they would be I mean, they caved to pressure I they mean, did they it became some it, somebody made it a huge deal and and they were like oh well we kind of got to now you know your back's against the wall and to save face we have to fire you and that's it just goes back to my point you have to be responsible for what you're saying and how absolutely. you're representing yourself on these mediums. I absolutely agree. The history goes back forever. Yeah, and, and things will burn you. This is the thing. Like it's gonna it's gonna leave Marvel in an interesting position because it was like less than a week ago that he tweeted that the script for Guardians of the Galaxy was done. They were planning on filming that movie this year, so you know unless they push it back, like that's a that's not a long time to try to get a new director, a new script together, you know. Can they still use his grip if, script if they fire him? Do I, they own I, the intellectual property? I think they could. Um, but would that, like, would people, I think the people that are upset with what he said would be upset that they were using his script, you know? I, I don't know. Don't, I imagine that they'll have the new director take a pass at it and tweak maybe one or two things and then be like, oh, it wasn't his. Right. You could be very right about that. Um, the other interesting thing is, is like they had basically put him in a position of being sort of in charge of the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe when it comes to sort of the cosmic side. 
of things like you know guard and stuff now that, that's in someone new's hands we don't know who it, probably nobody yet that just happened today didn't it yeah. <laughs> and look i know this is going to come off a little petty but can i just say that it's nice to see this kind of shake up and this kind of turmoil going on with something that's not star wars for once right like i enjoy the guardians of galaxies movies i'm not gonna I mean, lie i'm bummed that the dude got fired because i do enjoy his movies i under like it's a no-win situation on either side. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It is a PR nightmare, for, to put it in its like coldest terms, like yeah. on either side. So, you know, whatever, dude. Yeah, it was it was interesting to say the least. Another part, another silver lining is that I. It's good to see, honestly, that Disney, you know, Marvel and Disney larger take, you know, take this kind of hate speech and stuff, however humor-driven it is, seriously. And and are sending a message that it's not appropriate, because I believe there are some in the Star Wars community that believe that that kind of stuff is okay. And oh, yeah. I like the sending the message that it's not it's not okay, and that's not welcome here. Yeah, I do like it from that side. It's just such a weird, it's a very complicated situation this time around. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know. And, and I'm I need not saying to, it's not. It's just something I want to read up more and try to get a better grasp on. But, anyways, you want to talk about some toys? Yeah, let's talk about some toys. Ta- you know me. You know me. I'm a fan of some damn-ass toys. Like um, the toys. Hot Toys brought it fucking strong, dude. Oh, Did they really? While my wallet gently weeps, they <laughs> unveiled some really cool stuff. One of my favorites is the Bespin Leia. You know the, the gown she's wearing when they go to the fancy dinner with Lando and shit? Yep. Uh, looks incredible. They have an R. I saw a picture of that. It does. It looks really good, actually. Yeah, they have an R two coming with all the attachments and shit. Looks incredible. Um, uh, a Commander Cody with the hologram of the Emperor nice. that lights up. You know when the Emperor gives Order him sixty six. Yeah. Uh, and what was an? I mean, there were so many cool ones. Um, oh, Django Fett. You know me. Got to get the Django Fett. Yeah. The Batman. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, they came strong. I need to look. I thought that they had said that there was going to be a special figure announced after um, the collectible panels, the collectibles panel today. Um, <clears throat> I need to double check on that and see if they did end up. Uh, announcing that. <clears throat> um, oh, Lando Calrissian skiff guard version sixth scale figure. That's fucking sweet. I don't know if that's a Hot Toys or a sideshow because there is a difference. Um, looks like it's just sideshow. Damn, it's cool though. Uh, Hot Toys also showed off a Darth Maul with his speeder. With his huh. Sith speeder. Right. All about that. That's going to be expensive, though. Expensive. Yeah. Um, Kotobukiya, one of uh, the premier like Japanese-based Star Wars collectibles. Yeah. They do the Art FX statues, which I have successfully managed to avoid until now. They announced that they're doing the Bounty Hunters from Empire Strikes Back. And oh, if, shit. If you buy... Uh, IG-88, Zuckus, Forlom, Dingar, and Bosk, each of them come with a piece of Boba Fett. So if you buy those five, uh, 
you get a free Boba Fett. Damn. Like a yeah, bit- your wallet is totally fucked. Yeah, dude. And those those start coming out in September, and I think there's one a month for five months that they come out. And they're they're pricey, but they're not hot toys pricey. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a a rough time. I'm glad. I'm, a good thing I'm doing all this extra work. I guess. Um, Hasbro showed off some cool stuff. They have some new Force FX lightsabers coming. A um, Episode oh, yeah. One or Obi One, a Mace Windu, Darth Maul. It looks like they're going to be focusing on some of the prequel sabers for a little while. Um, Those they, are cool sabers, by the way. They're bringing out a. They're re-releasing some of the hard-to-find Black Series figures. Um in a new format and new packaging. So like, you know, for a long time now, like Boba Fett, X-Wing Luke, um, Boba Fett, X-Wing Luke and Bosk and IG-88 have been sort of hard to come by. Yeah. And they announced those specifically as some of the ones that are coming back. So, um, and the, the reissues, are going to use new the the new um, photo reel face printing technology that they've oh, developed. Wow. And it's called the Black Series Archive, and the the packaging looks really fucking cool. Like I I've already got the figures at least so far that they've announced, but a couple of these I will be getting because even though I'm out of the fucking Black Series game for the most part, um. They announced some Rebels Black Series figures, uh, which is cool to see them coming closer to completing that set. Because, you know, they did uh, Sabine, Hera, and Kanan already. Well, they announced Chopper and Ezra. So that's cool. That is cool. Um, a lot. They've got playsets coming. Hasbro is going to be doing playsets again. They're doing a Kessel playset and a Vandor Train Heist playset. That both look pretty fucking cool, man. I think that's smart. Yeah, man. It's been a long time, and I love a goddamn playset. I'll probably be picking those shits up. One is a Walmart exclusive, and one is a Target exclusive. Um, hopefully that doesn't make them too difficult to get my hands on. We'll see how it goes. Um... And they announced a bunch of new figures for their vintage collection, including a Revan... Look, guys, if you want that vintage collection Revan, fucking pre-order it online. It's going to be hard to find. It's going to sell like hotcakes. Yeah, you're going to have, like, if if you're trying to find it in stores, you're going to have to compete with fucking scalpers and and people using programs to see exactly what's in stock. Like, unless you're ready to be on top of your game, like, that hardcore, then you're going to want to pre-order that figure if you want it. Just a little advice from your buddy Halls. But I think that about does it. I don't... I mean, obviously, I am not cl- covering every collectible thing, every comic and and book thing uh, that they've announced because it's a lot, man. It's a lot. You're hitting the highlights. Yeah. Uh, the Darth Vader comic is going to be doing a storyline that explains Vader's castle from Rogue One on Mustafar. Oh. That's fuck. Like, see, that's the kind of shit I want to learn about in these comics, man. I've got a I've got a little game for you we can play. When I find not maybe not this episode but maybe in the future I find Star Wars facts 
on the internet, and I'm my, I want to run them by you and see whether they're true or false, like canon or not canon. Okay. Do you have one ready to go? I can. Yes. Give me two seconds, and I can. I have stored them for this specific purpose. One of them was about Darth Vader's castle on Mustafar. Okay. Which is what uh, reminded me. Uh, yeah, we'll just start here. I don't remember. I think I think the fact was that um, Darth Vader's castle on Mustafar was built on the exact spot where he was struck by uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi as a reminder of his folly. I believe that is true, and I believe that little nugget of information either comes from the Visual Dictionary or the Art Of book for Rogue One. And I right. don't know if it's built on the exact spot as much as it's overlooking. So, like, okay. imagine if, um, you know, you're chilling in your backyard and you lose an arm. And Well, no. Let's say you're on an empty plot of land and you have a horrible accident where you lose an arm. Like, your best friend. Like, you and I have an epic falling out. We get in a sword fight. And I cut off one of your arms and two of your legs. And then you're like, I'm going to build a house there. And my balcony is going to overlook the, the spot exact spot that should happen. Where I was mortally maimed. And I will right? never forget. <laughs> yeah uh i think i think that is uh correct i that's a piece of information that i have in my head so um, the, i mean and that's a, these are facts that i was like i believe that's true but i need to ask cause let's see if it's true or not right another one is that the obi-wan kenobi and anakin lightsaber duel in revenge of the sith is the longest lasting sword fight in cinematic history Ooh, now i don't know about that i know it's obviously the longest um it's obviously the longest uh, lightsaber battle in Star Wars. Right on. During Finn's stormtrooper training, he was the leader of a squad. He almost never missed with a blaster and was well on his way to becoming highly ranked, but he fled the First Order and joined the Resistance instead. Um, I don't know that for sure. Now, the reason I would know where that could possibly come from and it's a book i haven't read it's a book called before the resistance huh that came out right before um uh the force awakens uh hmm. so um but do you got what do you think about doing some voicemails and some emails i like that yeah i like that too we've got a bunch we'll get through as many as we can the only Jedi master who can crash box Running around with his He's a big stud. He loves to split chicks with his To stroke his cone and suck on his balls Cockhead! What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow! Cockhead! Blue Herb! Cockhead! Hosberger! Cockhead! Will Witt! Cockhead! Goose Paint! Cockhead! G-Money! Cockhead! King Tom! Cockhead! Joe! Cockhead! K&D! Cockhead! Cockhead!
Uh, first up, we've got a voicemail from our buddy King Tom. Hey, Hawes and Will, it's King Tom. I'm excited because it looks like there's a lot of good Star Wars content that's coming our way in the future. And one thing I've been thinking about because it's been, you know, kind of in the news a little bit lately is Ryan Johnson's upcoming trilogy. Obviously, I I love The Last Jedi and I'm excited to see what Ryan Johnson is doing going to do or what he's planning the story is going to tell i think he could tell a great story and you know it seems that 90 percent of the people talking about it say it's, it's going to happen in the past you know, the foundations of the jedi kind of teased some of that with the concept of the prime jedi and octo and everything that he got into on the last jedi and sometimes some people say oh it'll happen in another portion of the galaxy far from where we are now maybe around the current the, the time of the current saga and I, I was thinking about all this, and I had an idea. I don't even know if I like this idea. Uh, I'm just thinking about it. I don't even know if he can do it, if it can be done. But what if Ryan Johnson, in making this trilogy, does not establish when in relation to the current Star Wars saga we know? What if that's not established or shown until the very end of the trilogy? Meaning, he tells a story in such a way, I'm guessing the Force, maybe lightsabers, things like that are going to be part of it. But you're not able to tell if it happens way before the time of the Republic or way after the current conflict. And you have, you know, some of that imagery, you know, either laying down the foundation of the Republic in the final one or in the final one someone says, oh, you know, in the struggle between the Empire and the Rebel Alliance long ago. I don't know. Part of me really likes that. But at the same time, Ryan can tell a good enough story on his own. He doesn't need to resort to mysteries as the only thing to keep interest in his stories. I don't know. And my mind is just going back and forth over whether this would be a good thing or a bad thing, whether it can be done, whether it should be done. But I just had to get the idea out there. What do you guys think? Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys later. Hmm, I think that's a pretty interesting concept. Um, I kind of wonder if they would do something like that, but instead of in the the you know towards the end of the third trilogy or the third movie in the trilogy, revealing where it is, maybe that comes at the end of the first movie. So the first movie sort of has this <clears throat> mystery box thing where it drops you in. You don't know where where you are and, and as far as like time and place. And then slowly but surely it's revealed. And then there's something that happens at the end of the movie where you're like, oh shit, that's when this is set? What do you think, Will? Um, that's, that makes sense. The other thing, the reason why I don't think they would stretch it out through a whole trilogy like that is because I think it would drive Star Wars fans fucking crazy. We as Star Wars fans love to know when shit is set. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> Uh-oh. It's Rapscallion time. Oh, goodness. It's our buddy Soar's Bandeem. When is that Soar's Bandeem hot toy? That's what I really want. Let's hear what he has to say. Hello, 
This is Saws Bandine, and I'm back. It's been quite a sad week for old Saws Bandine. My beloved England, boys and girls, are out of the World Cup. The boys put up a tremendous fight, but they just couldn't get it over the line. My heart breaks for you, boys. You did us proud. You're the special boys. Dearie me. Right. Right, that's enough of that rubbish. It's now time for some serious business. I felt a great disturbance in the force this last week. Forces of light and dark clashing on a daily basis, fighting to the bitter end. And then just like that, a million voices cried out and were suddenly silenced. And all over what I hear you say, apparently all over a mug. Listen, if anyone's going to make a joke around here about a mug, it's going to be me. <laughs> Do you hear me? If you people don't start behaving yourselves, we're going to have a serious falling out. Because I'm at my wit's end with this, boys and girls. All this bloody hoo-ha about SJWs and, oh, I'm losing me sponsors. Uh, Patreon's going down the swanny. I don't bloody care. Just give it a rest. What is the matter with you? Did you take lessons on how to be an arsehole? <laughs> or did it just come naturally? It's true what they say, boys and girls. Podcasting is a hell of a way to make a living. <laughs> oh, shit. Tumble out of bed and stumble to the kitchen. Pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping And folks like me on the job for nine to five Working nine to five What a way to make a living Barely getting by It's all taking no giving They just use your mind And they never give you credit It's enough to drive you Crazy if you let it all Nine to five for the service and devotion You would think that I Would deserve a fair promotion Want to move ahead But the boss won't seem to let me I swear sometimes that man is Out to get me They let you dream just to watch him shatter You're just step on a boss man's ladder But you've got dreams he'll never take away on the same boat with a lot of your friends Waiting for the day your ship will come in And the tide's gonna turn and roll your way Working nine till five What a way to make a living Barely getting by It's all taken, no giving They just use your mind And they never give you credit It's enough to drive you Crazy if you let it Nine till five 
they got you where they want you There's a better life And they think that they would taunt you It's a rich man's game No matter what they call it And you spend your life putting money in his wallet Oh, nine till five All right, that's enough for me, boys and girls I'll leave you to it Ta-ra, you bunch of mugs Oh my god that's a Dolly Parton song, if I'm not mistaken. You know how last week I said that that Soar's Bandeem voicemail was my favorite one he's ever done? Yeah. Jesus Christ, the encore. Oh, my Lord. He came back at your heart. <coughs> oh, my God. Are you enjoying potato chips over there? No. 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 I can't eat potato chips on my diet. Uh-huh. Why? When when uh, when the voicemail was playing, did you hear some crinkling of paper? Yeah. Yeah, and the one before. Sorry, I am no, starving, I was and Jesse brought me dinner. She brought me a lettuce-wrapped sandwich from Jimmy John's. You know what nice. Jimmy John's is, right? Yeah. You can you can replace the bread with lettuce. Right. And so, like, you could hear me, but I muted my mic for, you know what I'm saying? So hopefully they didn't hear I me. I see, I see. If you guys did, I'm so sorry. My fat ass was so hungry, y'all. I was just wondering, because I heard all that crackling, and I was like, Jesus. Pauses got a. It sounded like you were flipping a newspaper or something. You know, <laughs> Just like, reading uh, the newspaper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Next up, we have uh, a voicemail from our buddy Josh. Let's see what he has to say. Oh no, Josh, is this gonna work? Yes. What is up, Haas and Will? All the rest of you moisture farmers, how y'all doing? I am shaking. I am I am going through a moment. <laughs> I uh, just got done rewatching the uh, the the new Clone Wars trailer that that uh, broke uh, San Diego Comic Con during the uh, Clone Wars uh, panel, and I've I've watched it like what fucking twenty thirty times in the last five minutes. Like I just keep hitting repeat, hitting repeat. It is amazing. I'm just I'm I'm stoked. I'm unbelievably stoked. I love this series. I watched it all through college. Uh, it was a big part of my uh, getting over my college uh, stresses. So just to return to this, uh, it, it, it's it, oh my god! In the synopsis, I mean, how cool is this? We're getting more of the clones we love: Mandalorians, Ahsoka Tano, Anakin Skywalker, Obi Wan Kenobi. I mean, this is guys. This is incredible. All right. I just wanted to tell you guys, great job on the coverage of this. As always, you're always on top of it. Um, I wanted to share my excitement, but I always, I also wanted to ask, do you think that this is going to, uh, transition seamlessly like Rogue One did into A New Hope the same way this is going to do it for Revenge of the Sith? Do you think that they're going to go straight to Order 66? We're going to see the fall of Anakin, uh, from a new perspective perhaps, um, and maybe see where, uh, how clone, uh, how Rex and, and, uh, Wolf and the rest of the guys, uh, end up kind of... Uh, breaking away. Um, obviously, they've taken their their uh, little chips out. Uh, I'd love to see how that happens. But anyway, guys, this is amazing. What a what a what an amazing day! And I got on top of that my vintage white tie fighter. I got that from Imperial Commissary. That came in the mail, and then this mint Yoda Kenner figure with the snake. <laughs> And the, the cane, everything is coming together, guys. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> May the force be with you. Take care. You know what? Like, I just want to say something. Like, I really like Clone Wars, like, a lot, right? Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite Star Wars thing, you know? 
but I really do enjoy it. But isn't it fucking nice to hear some Star Wars excitement after the last couple of weeks? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. man, like, isn't that fucking cool? Absolutely. Like, it's so fucking nice, man. Like, after the a couple of turbulent weeks and the disappointment in Solo's performance and all that shit, it is nice to have something to be fucking stoked about it. I'm stoked. He's stoked. You're stoked. We're all fucking stoked. <clears throat> he does bring up some cool uh, ideas because uh, Rex, Wolf, and Gregor... All three of those clones show up in Rebels, and they explain that they took out that biological chip or whatever it is that uh, caused Order 66. Um, There's a whole arc in Clone Wars that explains all of that about the biological chip and shit. Uh, So I kind of wonder if, like, in the middle of the Siege of Mandalore is when Order 66 happens... And that's like Ahsoka gets in the shit and like maybe Rex and the other two guys help save her and stuff. I could see see that shit happening for sure. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It will be interesting to see exactly how much it transitions to Revenge of the Sith. I kind of feel like from what we know that Anakin and Obi-Wan show up for a little bit, but then get called off. So I kind of think that's where their story in the Clone Wars will end. I don't know that we'll see much of them past that. And then from that point on, it'll be Ahsoka participating in the Siege of Mandalore and stuff. Personally, that's what I think. That sounds pretty accurate. All right. Uh, Let's see. We've got one more voicemail. And then we've got some... Uh, let me double check that it's just one more. No. No, we've got two. Let's do David first. Hey, Hosenwell. Uh, this is Dave uh, down here in South Florida. Uh, third time caller, long time listener. Fucking moisture farmers for life, bro. Um, anyways, uh, I'm, about to, I'm, I'm actually about to go in and see Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, but, uh, I did something really exciting today, um, and I wanted to share it with you guys, uh, cause I listen to the podcast all the time and Saturdays are probably one of my favorite days of the entire fucking week because, uh, you guys, up, that's when you guys upload your podcast and I love listening to it and it's the best. Um, but flashback actually to, uh, when tickets went on sale for Star Wars Celebration Chicago in 2019. I lived in Chicago for about like five years and so I got like I got people up there and shit and then all of a sudden Star Wars goes hey guys guess what Celebration's gonna be in Chicago and I was like oh my god I was like cool I'm going back I got places to stay not even an issue all I gotta do is get my get myself there and buy tickets like I don't gotta worry about that shit and also I thought about fuck I was like Haas and Will are gonna be there oh my god Oh my God! And you guys went to Orlando. Well, Will, you went. Uh, you weren't able to, but Haas, you went to Orlando, um, and that's also a place that I'm from as well. Um, I like. I did a lot of growing up there, um, and I was so amped because I was listening to you guys at the time then too. And all I wanted to do was be down there and hang out. And I was so looking forward to the podcast afterwards and shit. Um, but now, you know, now, <laughs> now, now, I bought tickets. Right today, I bought tickets. I get to see you guys. Hopefully, we get to hang out. Like, 
how exciting is that? At least for me, like, and the fact that it's fucking Star Wars too, like, bro, oh my gosh. I finally went to my first convention, uh, Megacon Orlando this year. And it was, it, it was probably one of the greatest times that I've ever had, like chilling with people that love the same thing as me, you know what I mean? And, 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 and just walking around and seeing all the, all, all the, all the shit everywhere, like not shit, but you know, Ugh. anyways, really excited about everything that's happening in my life right now. And I just wanted to share it with you guys. And I really look forward to celebration next year. Um, and hopefully getting to see you guys, maybe I'll be able to buy you guys a beer. I know some great places there that I used to work at. Will, fucking my dude, we can talk food, bro. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. All right. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, here we come. Moisture Farmers. That's awesome, buddy. <clears throat> you know what? One of the things I'm most proud about with our goofy little podcast is it seems like We've been good at assembling a nice little audience of friends and listeners that just like to be stoked about Star Wars stuff. You That's know? true. That makes me happy, man. And D- uh, Dave, man, hit me up when Celebration... I mean, you know, I can't speak to anything specifically because, you know, obviously it's so far out, but I imagine there'll be some sort of making Star Wars meetup, maybe even like a um, a live show or party like we did at Orlando last year so. Yeah, man. And if not, just hit me up. I'm down to hang. I want to meet anybody that listens to our stupid little show here, man. It's gonna be awesome, though. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So we got... Okay. Now, this e- this voicemail is from... Speaking of kick-ass listeners, one of our oldest and dearest listeners, Joe. Our buddy Joe, who... If I'm not mistaken, we'll be getting to meet next weekend. He's coming down for our show. Hell yeah. But uh, Joe sent us a voicemail. Let's hear what Joe has to say. Testing one, two. Hey, hello, everybody. This is Joe. It's uh, good to be able to leave you a voicemail again. I... uh, I don't want to get into too many of the details, but I feel I at least owe Haas and Will a an explanation, and I've already told Haas uh, about this, and I assume he's told Will. Uh, my absence from participating in the Blue Harvest podcast, uh, it's going to start out on a little bit of a downer note, so I'm going to plow through that, because frankly, I don't want to start crying again. A little more than a year ago, uh, things started going south for someone that I loved very much. And uh, she passed away uh, back in September. And it has been a little bit challenging um, ever since then. And I know uh, we're coming up on close to a full year now, uh, really in just a matter of months that she hasn't been here. And I'm not going to talk about her because the Blue Harvest podcast is not the medium to discuss uh, uh, what happened. Uh, So that's the short version. And that's going to be the end of the sad part of this conversation. Um, The reason I'm leaving this voicemail is just to explain, number one, why I haven't. I've not written in and I've not left a voicemail. Because, frankly, things like Star Wars just 
haven't meant as much recently. So I'm leaving this voicemail as a way to reintroduce myself uh, to the podcast. And really it's going to be, you know that um, she hasn't put out anything recently that I can recall, uh, but Alanis Morissette, uh, like with her second or third album, uh, one of the first singles that she released was something called Thank You. I think that's the name of the uh, the song. But essentially she just goes on and sings thank you to a bunch of like India, I don't, I don't remember. Um, so I just wanted to get back into the swing of things by thanking a few people who have helped me get through the last couple months. And I'm going to try and speed this up because I can see I'm already at two and a half minutes. But first and foremost, uh, you know, uh, this is all centered on the Star Wars podcasting community and Star Wars Twitter fans. I uh, want to thank all the people in real life who've helped me out. <laughs> uh, I do have non-Twitter uh, friends, uh, <laughs> uh, surprisingly, and uh, they, they've been a big help. But specific to the Star Wars podcast community, uh, it's been one of the things that has gotten through me, gotten me through this, has been the fact that there's been, um, honestly, just regularity uh, with the Blue Harvest podcast, um, so I'm going to take a step back a few years. First, I want to thank, uh, Jason Ward, uh, Randy LeJudice, uh, Sal, uh, and, and the whole gang from, um, uh, the, uh, Now This Is Podcasting, um, network, because, uh, you know, just a few few years ago, you guys were my only source of, like, um, before episode 7 even came out, you guys were my source of, you know, rumors and, and spoilers, and I'm a spoiler-heavy fan, so uh, thank you for starting up such a great network of good people who enjoy Star Wars as much as I do. Um, through, uh, <laughs> through Jason the Ward... Sorry for messing up that accent. Uh, uh, I heard about Johnny Grasso, who would leave a a, a pretty funny uh, email every week, uh, and and eventually, you know, I fought, I found Johnny on Twitter, and he introduced me to the Blue Harvest podcast. So, Johnny, thanks for always being a positive person, and especially God bless you for your chosen career path of teaching, uh, uh, the youth of America, because, uh, you know, what's that Whitney Houston song? I believe the children are our future, whatever. Uh, but also thank you for introducing me to Haas and Will. Um, Haas and Will, uh, I could listen to you guys read a phone book and you'd find a random name like Smith or, or, Johns or, or, you know, uh, uh, Brown, and you would just go off for an hour and it would be the most, uh, entertaining hour. Um, so, so thank you, uh, for, you know, just, um, providing quality content, not related to phone books, but to Star Wars. Um, and then through uh, the Blue Harvest podcast, I'm not going to name everybody. There are uh, just too many people to name. I would like to thank King Tom, um, your banter with me back and forth. 
the last several months uh, has has uh, again it it, it uh, just the regularity of it and the uh, lightheartedness got me through some the the tough times. I'd like to thank um, Dallas Wood. I you know I met you quote met you through uh, Twitter well before you had started the Bad Motiv- Motivators podcast. Um, with the other two gentlemen, I didn't write anything down, and I'm struggling, so I apologize. I'm not going to get your names, um, but I, I listen faithfully to your podcast every week. So it's um, it's ju- it's just nice to have uh, the MakingStarWars.net podcast um, drop early in the week, and then I know every Wednesday morning. I get to look forward to the uh, Bad Motivators podcast. And then on Thursday, I get the Rogue One podcast. And then Saturday morning, I get my favorite, the uh, Blue Harvest podcast. And I think that's probably the best way to end this voicemail. Um, hopefully, some I'm recording this on a Sunday night. Hopefully this week, I will get to... Um, I have promised Hawes for the 100th episode of Blue Harvest a uh, Kia D. Mundy um, medley, and I still have that and a few other songs in my back pocket, Uh, (laughs) just like Alanis Morissette. (laughs) Oh, wait, or is that just one hand in my pocket? Whatever. Um, So, if, if I get the chance, you're going to hear my bad singing voice and my bad acoustic guitar playing. Um... But again, I just want to thank everybody in the uh, Star Wars podcast community and everybody who writes in. So uh, thank you. And uh, I'm sorry for becoming a bumbling idiot more so than usual. And uh, I hope to pick up the voicemails uh, or some emails again. So uh, thank you. Dang, <clears throat> dang, buddy. Um, I don't really know what to say. I'm uh, sorry for your loss. Obviously, and I'm glad that you're part of the Moisture Farmer family. Oh, and I'm I glad be that glad. you found a community through us. Yeah, and man. we're glad to have you. Um, like Joe mentioned, you know, <clears throat> Joe was a guy that I always saw on Twitter, like. not even star wars related um love some old dominion football and sports in general and just always seeing him tweet and have a good time and then for a while there he disappeared and i got worried so uh you know he had emailed us and stuff before so i went back through and found his emails and reached out to him just to check to make sure he was okay this was last year and king tom had actually mentioned to me like hey man have you heard anything from joe lately so um you know, I reached out and he told me what was going on and everything. And I've talked to him a little bit about it, but I don't know, man, it, uh, my heart goes out to you, buddy. And, um, you know, just know we appreciate you more than you could understand. Absolutely. And, uh, I'm proud to consider you a friend, my friend, and I can't wait to get to hang out with you. Um, thanks for, for sticking around so long with all our goofy bullshit. Um, 
uh, why don't we call it a night for the evening? Why don't we, um, why don't we leave the evening with our, our good buddy Joe, and uh, we'll pick up with the emails and voice messages that we missed uh, next week. Um, if you like our theme song, then be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music, their Stoned Cobra. And you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, or at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Uh, when you, if you have a chance, leave us a nice review on iTunes. It really helps us out. You guys have been awesome. We've been getting a few here and there, and we really appreciate that. Um, thanks for recording with me, buddy. Thank you for having me. It was good to get back in the saddle after missing last week. Oh, it's, yeah. I, I went it. a fucking over a week without podcasting because I missed Rogue One this week, Blue Harvest last week. It's a, been like a week and a half. It's... Whew, it's nice to be back. Um, I'm looking forward to recording one in person next Friday and then doing the live show, which I'm fucking anxious as shit about. Oh, yeah. But uh, No need to be anxious, though. Until then, this has been Blue Harvest. Uh, I'm Hawes Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. We'll catch you next week. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us. <laughs> <laughs>